Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The wait is finally over. Baseball season is here at last and the excitement continues all season long at DraftKings.com, the official daily fantasy partner of Major League Baseball. Daily fantasy means no season-long commitments, just instant cash, instant gratification. Why wait until the end of the season to claim victory when you can win huge cash every day? At DraftKings, it's like a brand new season every time you play. Just select two pitchers and eight position players, stay under the salary cap, and you could be on your way to an enormous payday. Last year, Peter from Colorado won a million bucks at DraftKings in one day, just playing fantasy baseball. Hundreds of thousands of fantasy sports fans just like you have already cashed in at DraftKings. Now it's your turn. Hurry to DraftKings.com now and enter promo code SPREAKER to play for free. You can win part of $300 million in prizes being awarded this season. Use promo code SPREAKER for free entry now at DraftKings.com. DraftKings.com. That's DraftKings.com. Follow me on Instagram, Twitter, and check out the .com website, G-Steelio, that's G-E-E-S-T-E-L-I-O. And with me this week in his rightful spot as co-host of this show is my man, I like to call him the future of all sports media, and that is the teen heartthrob, Joe Weidra. How you feeling, Joseph? Mr. Steelio, good to be back on the show with you, my friend. Excited to to be back. I, I do miss the old intro music, I'll have to admit. And if you don't want to play that, I think you need to get work in this offseason on maybe creating some new ones because that was my jam every Friday during the week. So I'm going to need to step up just a little bit. Yeah, you know, I had to switch it up because a, a lot of those names that I – remember I was name-dropping on there. A lot of those names, like, those people either aren't associated in our circle anymore or don't like me anymore. I don't like them anymore. So I, <laughs> I kind of get tired of playing it because I was like, I don't even like this guy anymore. You know, he's, he's going to mention himself. You know, I, I'll work on something probably in the football season because it, 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 that's an important part for you. And football season is when you pretty much are in the seat right next to me during the year. 
I'll have it for you in the in the football season. Is that good enough? Okay, that's fine. I just I'm making sure you're you're hard at work here, dude. Just the off season doesn't mean you can get lazy on us now. You gotta you gotta get a little pep in your step here, G. You have no idea of it. It's been it it's been a total a total ish show right now because I'm not gonna curse on air. It's been a total ish show. But like but the thing is it's been entertaining. Like, you know, I, I have fun with it, I play some music, I just kinda like wow out, I talk about regular stuff. And then on Fridays, you know, I got my two hour spot with EJ every week. You know, so I've been keeping myself busy. What have you been doing? You've been making a lot of moves since you last vote. Yeah, well, I'm back. That's the most important part, G. But, uh, no, a lot of fun <laughs> stuff. You know, still going to NFLMocks.com strong, uh, covering some local minor league baseball here in Myrtle Beach. Everything's been uh, going swimmingly. I was actually just returned from getting a nice little suntan. Uh, I know you probably aren't getting that in New York. So laying by the pool today was kind of nice. I was thinking about you about to come on and thinking, man, you guys probably have snow or ice or whatever y'all, you know, northerners get up there. But, no, it, it's nice down here. I just got back from the pool, the gym. It's been a nice uh, southern sweet tea sipping day. You know what's funny? It was actually beautiful all day today. It was beautiful all day today. And then as soon as I, I have a I have a softball game. Actually, my softball season starts tonight. I'm in two leagues, but my Yonkers league starts tonight at 6 o'clock. And, and <laughs> we were supposed to have first game today, and as soon as I got home, it started raining. I was like, that's great, you know. So I have no yeah, idea. I've learned that my game's I, up I, in jeopardy. I, 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 I really learned that you Northerners say it's a beautiful day when it's like 45 and cloudy. It's like, oh, it's a nice day out here, a nice spring day. Right? Watch the Mets play baseball in like 45 degree weather. Hey, you you take what you can get over here, right? You grit your teeth. You grit your teeth and bear it. Is that what it is? That's pretty much New York to two every day. We always ride. You know, so we grit our teeth and we bear it. You have to, G. You, you got to do it at some point. I'm, I'm sorry that you can't be uh, down here with me by the pool, but uh, you, you keep doing your thing up there, and I'll, I'll keep calling in uh, poolside with a little umbrella drink, uh, you know, enjoying it. I'm sorry, I'm not a hot weather person anyway. I, got, I went to Florida, and I couldn't stand it. I remember going to South Carolina, couldn't stand it. I went to California, probably the worst place in the world. You know, I, I, I think California is right up there with me with, like, Saudi Arabia, like, you know, <laughs> those are just places I don't want to ever visit ever again. Not that I've ever been to Saudi Arabia or ever will. But California and, like, Iraq, I kind of put together. Just two places I never want to step foot in ever again, you know. But, yeah, I, I, I like it over here. It's just very calm weather. It's just, you know, it, it's hot but not hot enough. It's, I like it over here. But um, we, we got you here, obviously, because it's the NFL draft next week, next Thursday, um, the 30th. Uh, I want to get your opinion on that. Do you like the fact that the first round is, like, pretty much a primetime event now? Do you like it? I mean, it, it ran well last year. Like, I, I, I'm kind of warming I'm kind of warming up to it because at first I thought it was stupid. But I, I, I think I like it. I like that Thursday night is, like, this big gala kind of thing. I, I kind of enjoy it. Well, gee, we just had a three-hour schedule drop this week. Literally millions of NFL fans sitting by their television to print out a piece of paper that says where their teams are going to be playing in September. It's April. You should know by now that this first-round spectacle is never going to go away, and rightfully so. I think it's great for the league. The NFL is the top dog, and I think the fanfare that it gets really does show that. So props to the NFL for being able to have this first round as a big event. And, of course, I love it. I think everybody loves it. It's the spectacle of, of seeing these guys come out on the stage. Obviously, you know, no Jameis Winston Mariota in Chicago this year. But I think it's a neat element. I think everybody loves it. And maybe it goes a little long, but – 
you know, I think people like myself and you and all the other draft fans out there, we wait all year for this moment. So I think it's exciting to spread it out a little bit. And definitely the first-round fanfare is not too much. I think it's worthy. And uh, I think it's exciting for everybody involved, even the casual fan is getting to know these draft guys a little earlier on in the process. And, and it's a long wait. We all deserve some somewhat of a Super Bowl of the off season, and I think this is that. Yeah, you, you mentioned a couple of things. The first thing I want to touch on is the first time there's not going to be in New York. And you know me, I, 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 I say it all the time, I'm a big city elitist, and I put New York above everything. But it is in the heart grows home away from home. It is Chicago. You know, so I, I, I can't totally be against it. And I'm not trying to ride against Chicago right here, but you, you just mentioned Winston and Mariota, the, the two most notable names in this draft, are not going to be in Chicago. Do you think if it was in New York, at least one of them would have came to New York? Sure, I think absolutely. I think that's, that, that maybe is a big part of it. I think it, as far as Chicago goes, we'll see. I mean, we just had a Super Bowl in New York, a couple, uh, excuse me, New Orleans a couple of years ago, and, and it went great. Nobody thought that the New Orleans Super Bowl was going to go as well as mm-hmm. it did. Now, all of a sudden, that's the spectacle. That's where everybody wants to go back to. So we'll see how Detroit does. I think this year is a big deal for them. It may only be one year. This one year is pretty big because if they knock it out of the park, you know, the NFL looks at Detroit and says, wow, you know, we got something big here, even if we can't do New York. So it'll be interesting to see. But to answer your question, yeah, absolutely. There's no way Jameis Winston is not going to New York to uh, spend a few days up there in the city. But you know, good for these two guys. They don't have to go. They they exerted their right to kind of stay home and enjoy it. I figured Marcus Mariota would anyway. I just think it's cool. I think that they get to do what they want. They can spend the draft day they want. It's a big day for them, and it's not going to hurt the NFL, though, that they're not there. Plenty of other guys uh, like Leonard Williams, Randy Gregory, all those guys, they're going to enjoy it. So, so good for them. I think it's good for everybody, and I, I'm excited for it to be in Chicago. I think it's a change of pace, and I think fans will like it. Yeah, you said that Chicago. Chicago is another big city. Like I said, my home away from home. I love it there. But um, and and you you mentioned something else about the NFL dropping the schedule and people just going hey. Like I understand. Like you know, the, the, the first game that leaked out that I saw, maybe because of my Twitter followers, is that Chicago was playing Green Bay on Thanksgiving. I'm like, great, I got to see Chicago get 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 their asses waxed two years in a row on Thanksgiving. That's just what I need on my favorite holiday. You know. But it was a matter of, like, you see all these people already making predictions and yada, yada. Like, just calm down. But once you, but, but as you just said, though, it just shows the power of the NFL. They're kind of like just the big bullies on the block, though. Like, they can release something as, I don't want to say meaningless, but I will say, you, I, for the lack of better words, I will say as meaningless as the schedule, and it stirs as as more of a stir than the NBA playoffs, the NHL playoffs, and we're into like the third week of MLB, and, and it has more of a stir than all those things put together. The NFL is pretty much like the bully just throwing their weight around. Well, I will also give the NFL this, is that each team only has 16 games in a year as compared to MLB's 162, whatever the NBA is. I'm sure it's more mm-hmm. than... You know, I mean, I don't you know better than I would, but I, honestly, 82, 82. Look, yeah, right, eighty-two. Uh, thank you, resident NBA. Uh, no, I, it's great. It, it, it really is great. I love seeing it because I think there are only sixteen games, and it's, the NFL is the top dog. And, and how long it'll reign, I don't know. Maybe a couple, you know, a couple more centuries. Heck of that. But uh, no, I, I, I love the NFL. I think it's uh, it's going strong, and despite the 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 naysayers that say the NFL is going to face a drop off. If you see the drop off, please show me where that is because I love to love to understand the trends that the NFL is going downward. I think it's such a big event, and 
heck, you know, it's good for them. Well, let's ride it as long as we can. It's it's good for the it's good for the country, man. Everybody rallies around football and college football. It's just become so big that it doesn't surprise me in the slightest that a schedule drop has not gotten as big as that. All right, so well, let's get into it right now. I mean, we, we have the time to talk about um, but later on in the show the possible trades that may happen and what kind of scenarios. But just looking at the prospects themselves, and I want to talk about the more popular prospects. I'm not trying to dig into you now. You're bringing up some obscure people, which I definitely will do to you. But but I, I, when I'm looking at when I'm looking at all these all, all these um draft prospect rankings, it's it's crazy. It's all over the place this year. That it, it seems like there isn't there isn't a consensus number one guy. You know, it, I, it, if you looked earlier in the season, it was Jameis Winston. Then it flipped to Marcus Mariota. Then people said Amari Cooper. Some people say Dante Fowler. I'm looking at NFL.com right now. They got Leonard Williams as the number one guy in the draft. Who, who, who is after after all the homework you've done? Who is your number one prospect in this draft? One. Well, I absolutely love, and I think the reason you see a lot of changing is because people get so bent on, we haven't seen football since January, what are we going to do, let's try to analyze every single thing to change our rankings. Well, I can tell you that a lot of, you know, the tape is the tape, and the tape is where you're basing your rankings. You're not, for the most part, changing a guy on a vertical leap. You're not changing a guy on what he ran in the 40-yard dash. It, it comes down to what you see on tape. You like what you see on tape, and it translates to your big board. You, you mock out your big board, here it is, and this is what you got. And I think this year... It's pretty safe to say that uh, Leonard Williams, the defensive tackle from USC, is my number one prospect as far as a football player. I think he has pretty much everything you'd love in a defensive tackle other than a little bit of a slow start, which I think can be coached. He has all the athletic ability and strength in the world. For me, he's the number one guy from the moment I saw him in October till now because why am I going to change on a couple pro day workouts and a couple you know combine drills? It just doesn't make logical sense. It, it, it's almost like the debate of uh, – standardized testing. You know, you get a guy who does great in school, but he doesn't do well on the test, so let's drop him. No, that's not fair. What can the guy do in crunch time? And for me, Leonard Williams, the defensive tackle from USC, is that guy. Well, you know what? And I actually have Fowler as that guy. Um, right, and sure. I, I, I do, how, do you see, how do you see Fowler? Do you still see him as a top as a top five guy or a top six guy? Like, where do you see Fowler? As I watched more tape on the Fowler, he quickly became – one of my top, you know, defensive prospects. I really loved what I saw from him. And right now I would argue to say that he is right there as my top edge guy. What you got to love with Fowler is that, you know, you have guys like Vic Beasley who rose this year, did a great job. But Fowler was very consistent. He's a freaky athlete who just made plays at Florida. And you can't underestimate the ability of a playmaker. He really is just that. He has a ton of power in his game. He works really, really hard. I love him. I think Fowler is one guy. He's not a big guy, but for me that doesn't matter. Some NFL team is going to find him. I think he goes top ten, absolutely. Would not shock me in the slightest if he goes as high as two to the Titans. I don't think that will happen per se, but I think he can go top five. It just depends on kind of where things shake out. Look at Jacksonville at three as a potential option. But I love his athleticism, his power. Once an NFL team finds out what spot they want to put him at, he's going to do great. I think he's a very safe pick. I, I really love Fowler. You could 100% make the argument that he's the safest pick in this draft. Yeah, and, and the thing about Fowler, too, um, that Leonard Williams, Leonard Williams benefited because at least he had an offense. Fowler was on the field a lot. <laughs> sure. <laughs> you know, so, so when you look at him, he, I mean, that, the guy has a, has a motor, and that Florida defense, 
was the reason why that they stood in games they had no business staying in. Their offense was horrendous this year. You, you and me took shots at Jeff Driscoll at, at, throughout the whole season. You know, like, <laughs> and if it wasn't Driscoll, we, we were taking shots at at, the, at, at at their lack of skill at the skill position. You know, everything like their offense is bad. That's why that's why that, yeah, the head coach Will Muschamp got himself fired at the end of the year. You know, but I, that's not the reason why I look at Fowler. You know, he's an SEC. Look at that too. You look at SEC guy going against those big SEC offensive linemen. You know, in the, I just like his his talent. USC guys for me, man. I mean, and this this is all across the board for USC guys, defense and offense. It, it always seems like it's smoke and mirrors, but they look great on tape and they look great in their collegiate careers. But in the NFL, they end up being either bust or or just all right. You know, they, they never end up being like terrific or as or half as good as they looked in college. I'm always scared of USC guys. And I think that's worthy. We've seen it over the past where they just can't get the job done in crush. I mean, offense and defense. We're not just talking about offensive players. Yeah. We've seen a lot of them this year. But USC has some guys this year that I think are being slept on right now. Uh, Hayes Pilar, the inside linebacker, I'm higher than him on most. He's a senior veteran guy who's going to do great in the middle. Uh, Nelson Aguilar, the wide receiver, definitely an underrated prospect. He, he's flown under the radar, could get first-round grabs. You know, He's a six-foot guy, not very big. But he plays a lot bigger than he is, so I like him. I think Leonard Williams is a pretty safe pick. But, you know, we say the word safe pick over and over again, and it just doesn't happen. So we'll have to see. But I definitely like some of the prospects they have. My top three personally, Aguilar, uh, Leonard Williams obviously first, uh, the wide receiver Aguilar, and then the inside linebacker, Pollard. I think he – Hayes Pollard is a guy you definitely have to watch on. He's a senior, but he plays a lot better than, than really on tape. Because when you dig in deeper on Hayes Pollard, He's more of a – he's not a big guy. He's almost – I mean, he has that Ray Lewis size where he's not very big. But he plays better than he is. He's very good in coverage. He's a versatile guy. I think he'll go in the fourth round. That's definitely a name to watch at USC, Hayes Pollard. Um, moving on to the wide receiver position, obviously the talk is Kevin White, Amari Cooper. Um, I mean, I was talking to my friend Sean today, and the way he compared it, Amari Cooper is kind of like that, that guy who gives you the consistency you want, kind of like a Reggie Wayne kind of consistency, and and Kevin White gives you that dynamic that you could compare almost to a Julio Jones kind of dynamic, just that, that very hard athlete to cover. Who, who's your guy and why between those two? Yeah, and for the longest time it was Amari Cooper, and I don't think you can go wrong with Cooper, but I'm going to take a little bit of a risk, and, and I've put uh, Kevin White as my number one guy. He just looks too much like Larry Fitzgerald. It's not the number 11 in the dreadlocks that, that take that away. He really is the number one receiver, in my opinion. I think he has everything you look for. He showed he has the speed. That's definitely no question. And he has the strength, the size. You just have to love everything that he does. He's a really spirited player, too, which I love in a receiver. I love a guy that can, you know, stick his nose in there and wants to beat the corner. He he can match up against Richard Sherman. And I can tell you right now, I'm not sure who would win. So I love Kevin White in the first round. I don't think you can do, you know, never go wrong with Amari Cooper. He's a very crisp route runner, and he improved his entire time. But, Right now, I just think Kevin White has everything you love. He's a, a freaky athlete, a huge body, and I don't think you can ever go wrong taking one of those guys. Um, you got Louisville, Devontae Parker, um, who people are saying, you know, he could be like a early second round or even a late first round guy. Um, what, what, what about someone I've seen a lot of uh, with Devin Funches? Uh, when I read earlier, his stock was kind of dropping, and I don't know why. I don't know what made that drop. Maybe because someone else just moved up, you know. But 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 Funches was always a guy that like on a bad Michigan team you knew you, you knew the Bulls get aired out to him you know and he 
always came down with it. Like, I, I, I look at qualities like that. It reminded me almost of um, Allen Robinson of Penn State, where, where, like, where two years ago, Allen Robinson was the only guy for Hackenberg, and nobody was able to cover him. It looked like Funchess was one of those uncoverable guys, but what are you seeing on tape with him? Yeah, well, I think you said a lot of what Devin Funch's scenario is, is that a lot of guys like a Philip Dorsett of Miami, a Jalen Strong from Arizona State, kind of came in and stole the first-round show. I like Devin Funches. I think he's pretty much what you'd expect. He's a big guy with hands. He's an okay blocker, but he really does have solid traits. He does everything good. He doesn't have that one big thing that you say, you know, wow, this is what Devin Funches is. But he's a very smooth, solid receiver that I think will go in the second round. Like you said, I think – you have the guys like, you know, Dorsett, Strong, and even the Ohio State kid, Devin Smith, getting these first-round mm-hmm. looks. I think that just kind of knocks punches back in today's NFL. But I think he's a very smooth guy. I don't think you can go wrong with him top of the second round. I don't think he'll last much longer than the second just because he does everything good. People have that, that paramount kid from Central Florida as a top ten receiver or a top seven receiver. Like, I, I don't know. I, I, I'm weary about that. <laughs> you know, I'd rather take a chance on sure. a Funchess or a Smith. What, what, where do you have Perriman? Perriman's just too raw for me at this point. I really love mm-hmm. what he can do. He's a huge guy that attacks the football. He attacks the field. I mean, when he goes on, he's fantastic. He has so much raw ability. He's just not polished enough for me. I don't think that you can trust him going in and say he's going to be. He's a boomer bust guy, absolutely 100%. He's the definition for me of a boomer bust prospect. Does he get the job done? I think his hands are a concern for me. I just don't – I don't see the value of him in the first round. Sure, if you're drafting late in the second round and you've made your first-round selection, take a shot. But for me, I think that you have so many other receivers in this draft. It's such a great receiving class that in the first round, you can get somebody like a Jalen Strong from Arizona State and feel much better about Perryman. Could he turn into an, what we saw out of Beckham Jr. last year? Absolutely, but I don't think the risk is worth the reward. And, and and the last receiver I'm asking you is um is is Gordon Beckham, um Beckham sure. Gordon whatever whatever his name is because <laughs> he, he didn't play last year but he's a guy that that people say could be a steal but he could be a head case like do you think he's he's worth the gamble? I think in today's NFL, Doriel Green Beckham uh, worries me. I I am not sure you can trust the off field stuff. If you feel good about him in the interview room and you feel good about what you heard at college absolutely you take a chance in the second round. You don't take him with the first-round pick. That's a Cleveland Browns move that I'm already worried that they're going to make. I don't think that that's just not something. Your front office really has to be willing to deal with it and feel comfortable. I'm not saying that his on-field stuff isn't ridiculous. He's a fantastic player with the size, the hands, the speed, the athleticism, everything you want. Got him. He's first-round talent on the field. But you have to be 100% sure, and even if you're sure at this point, I'm not sure you can be with a 20, 21-year-old, however old he is, guy like that. So I'm personally not taking the risk. He might not even be on my draft board just because of – and he's not, really. Mm-hmm. If, if I'm drafting, he's not on my draft board just because of his history. But, you know, some team will take a chance. It just depends on who. Uh, moving on to the running back position now. Um, this is where everybody's saying Gurley is, you know, recovering from his injury. He's 100%. He's a can't miss. And you got Melvin Gordon coming in. But yet, uh, Amir Abdullah made the claim, and he said, I'm the best running back in the 2013 draft. And I, I, I think I mentioned to you, like, I think Amir Abdullah comes in, and I, I don't like his prospects at NFL. I think he's too small. I don't think he has, I don't think he has that kind of speed for his small frame. 
I, I don't think Amir Abdullah will really is really going to amount to much. I think Gordon could play in this league for a while. Gurley definitely. Um, what do you think about those three? Well, we've definitely seen you know first round running backs never pan out. I mean, it just seems that way. We've seen first round running backs not pan out. So I'm not so certain that I'm taking a running back in the first round this year. A team will. I personally wouldn't just because of this. It's a very good class in the first round. Um, you know, Todd Gurley is my number one. His injury history is the only concern you have there. If not, he's a top pick. Um, as far as Melvin Gordon goes, I think he's the most complete back in the class. I think Gordon is maybe your safest running back here. I, I could make the argument that he goes first. As far as Amir Abdullah, I like Abdullah. He's not electric speed, but you can use him on the outside very well. He changes directions very quickly. He's an effort guy. Uh, I love that he keeps his head up field. He just makes plays on effort and anticipation, and I don't think you can teach that in a back. So that's what I like. I think he's very coachable. I think he could potentially be that surprise end of the first-round pick that we see every year. There's always one that we see every year. I'm not sure he goes ahead of those two, Gurley and Gordon, though. So he's my number three back. I like a lot of guys this year. It goes for me, Gurley, Gordon, Abdullah. For me, none of them are first-round picks, but I'm sure at least one of them will go first and, and heck from what we've been hearing don't be shocked if a guy like if, if Todd Gurley I think the only guy it would be would be Todd Gurley but if he sneaks into that top 10 because why not right yeah and, um somebody who was it on somebody dumb on ESPN that I don't like they always say something stupid I forgot who it was but he says something dumb all the time and he said he, he said if he had the number one pick he'd take Todd Gurley I was like, yeah. wow, like, and, and and it wasn't Slareth, it was this other guy, I forgot his name, he used to be a, he was it's a, just today's he was NFL, a that's the problem, the, the, today's NFL I, says I, I you think don't he was take a running back. running backs, Merrill Hodge, that's sure. what it was, Merrill sure. Hodge said it, yeah, because he doesn't know sure. whatever he's talking about, ever, but he said he would take early up one, let me say, the running back I like, though, is Duke Johnson out of Miami, I, I just, I, I, I like the way he looks, I mean, I don't know, like Duke Johnson's the kind of guy I think his second or third round pick can definitely take a chance with him. I, I I think he's the kind of guy that could steal a starting job if he's on the right team, Duke Johnson. Duke Johnson's a super prospect. I think he's a he's a great day two pick. He's gonna be a day two pick. He he's he fell for me just a little bit. He did have an ankle injury concern. He fell for me just a little bit after watching his entire tape, but he's very easy to get stuck on uh, watching his tape. He's super raw. He has instincts, great speed. Uh, he's instinctive. I just, I do like Duke Johnson. For me, I think he's got great vision out of the backfield. He can be a threat in that passing game as well. I think Duke Johnson may be the safest pick if you want to pick a running back. He may be your safest pick if he's there in the third round. I wouldn't be shocked at all to see him go pretty high in that third round if he's still there. Well, we're getting into quarterbacks, but we only have about three minutes before we hit the break. So I, I, I wanted to ask you, I, I ask everybody inside the EJ show, and I just keep saying, like, about why is it people have Shaq Thompson's falling down to the second round? Granted, the Bears took him with the second round. I think any team who took him in the second round will be elated that he took Shaq Thompson. I, I just think he's an athlete. He has a motor. I, I, I mean, some NFL GMs is talking about putting him at safety. I think you keep him as a linebacker, let him float around the middle of the field. What do you see from Washington's Shaq Thompson? Yeah, Shaq Thompson for me, I first turned on the tape with Thompson. I watched him live a couple times. I said he's a top 10 pick, absolutely 100%. Not a question in my mind, he's a top 10 pick. But when I think about, there are two aspects to Shaq Thompson, and and I go back to the quote-unquote today's NFL, but we do have to look at that. Where is he going to fit at the next level? For me, he's 
super fun to watch. He is a, he's a ball player. He's a playmaker. He's athletic. He can get across the field. In that aspect, he fits perfectly in today's NFL. However, I am concerned as far as he uh, as a linebacker facing up against guards, you know, who, who are going to be out of the second level running for their running backs. I'm not so sure at the moment. Shaq Thompson has proved that he can shed blocks in the middle and fight through blocks to make the tackle. For me, a guy like that is perfect is Luke Keekley of the Carolina Panthers. He makes the plays by going after guys. He's not afraid. He's not trying to go around blockers because as quick as everyone is today, you can't do that. Shaq Thompson, very quick, but I'm a little concerned about his his uh, strength and his ability to, to maul past maulers in the middle and, and make the play. I love Shaq Thompson. I think that he can be a first, second-round pick. I don't think he'll go in the first round just because of that concern. I don't, I'm don't. i not so sure he you know, you have that system fit right now, but he's a very athletic player. You're not going to go wrong with him in the second round. Good stuff, man. Good stuff. All right, we'll take a small break right now. We're going to hit you with this DraftKings promo. Um, I, I think I'm going to play some Beach Boys on the comeback. You, you okay with Beach Boys? You okay with Beach Absolutely. Boys? Absolutely. Hey, I was just talking about the sunshine, so why not? Oh, man. Uh, oh, yeah, we'll, we'll talk about the Beach Boys when we come back. All right, Chief Studio Sports Hour. We'll be right back. The wait is finally over. Baseball season is here at last, and the excitement continues all season long at DraftKings.com, the official daily fantasy partner of Major League Baseball. Daily fantasy means no season-long commitments, just instant cash, instant gratification. Why wait until the end of the season to claim victory when you can win huge cash every day? At DraftKings, it's like a brand new season every time you play. Just select two pitchers and eight position players, stay under the salary cap, and you could be on your way to an enormous payday. Last year, Peter from Colorado won a million bucks at DraftKings in one day, just playing fantasy baseball. Hundreds of thousands of fantasy sports fans just like you have already cashed in at DraftKings. Now it's your turn. Hurry to DraftKings.com now and enter promo code SPREAKER to play for free. You can win part of $300 million in prizes being awarded this season. Use promo code SPREAKER for free entry now at DraftKings.com. DraftKings.com. That's DraftKings.com. Hi, I love the colorful clothes she wears And she's already working on my brain Beach Boys fan, and, and, wow. and I, I actually, I actually go beyond 
their surf music, their car music. I actually am into, like, their really bad albums. They went afterwards. The Smile album by Brian Wilson. I'm still a huge fan of 72-year-old Brian Wilson, who just released his newest album, No Peer Pressure. Um, It's a good album, the No Peer Pressure album. And I'm actually trying to see Brian Wilson at Jones Beach over here. He's He's going on tour. And I'm trying to see it. I've already seen, check this out. I've actually seen the Beach Boys at Jones Beach. I saw Brian Wilson at Jones Beach. And I saw a Brian Wilson tribute concert at Radio City Music Hall as well. So, yeah, I'm fully invested in the Beach Boys. Fully invested, Joe. Well, I tell you, that reminds me of my favorite episode of the classic television show Full House. It was actually a feature of the Beach Boys. And on that... Full House making its return on Netflix next year. Pretty stoked about that, G. Yeah, I, I think DJ is a widow this time. Uh, yes, <laughs> it's like yes. the role is reversed. Like, yeah, she's a widow or something. And they actually make Kimmy Gibbler a signal model. Like, good for you, Kimmy Gibbler. You know, she got she's going to get paid. So, yeah, I'll just be reading about that. It's interesting. And Netflix is going to have to push that out. That's going to be huge for Netflix. Huge for Netflix. Cause to, 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 I, don't, I don't know if I'm about the quality of the show. What is about the nostalgia factor? It's going to get so many sure. download views, whatever. Just the nostalgia factor, you know. And, and Candace Cameron hasn't done anything ever since that show, really. At least she does a couple of TV movies, you know, something like that. Yep. You know, but also, before we carry on with the draft and get into the quarterback talk, um, the NFL just suspended Greg Hardy of the Cowboys 10, 10 games. For for stuff to, or for his charges stemming Shoot. from domestic abuse, so Shoot. the Cowboys wow. signed him. The Cowboys signed him, knowing that 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 might happen. So I wonder, I wonder what happens now. I wonder how the players' union gets involved and stuff. So, but that just came down. So that's pretty big news. Yeah, well, are you surprised by games, that or no? Are you surprised it, by it, that? Well, I think ten games is surprising. I, I don't think we really all knew what to expect. We we know what to expect from Greg Hardy on the field off the edge, but. I mean, seriously, 10 games is a big hit. I mean, do, do the Cowboys sign Greg Hardy if they know that he's out for 10 games of the season? I mean, that's 10 games is your season. Yeah. We were just talking about the NFL. Pretty season. much. I mean, that, that is your season. So do they sign him? Because that's that's tricky. That's a long time. Yeah, and, and for the Cowboys, that, that was a big signing for them because their defense is bad. And Hardy was obviously going to be one of the anchors to try to, to at least try to balance out their bad on that defense. So. That, that's a big thing for the Cowboys. And, and, uh, leave it to the Cowboys. This drama every week. And that's the way Jerry Jones likes it. <laughs> but we'll see how this all yep. works out for them at the end. Um, all right. Um, moving moving on. we got to talk to quarterbacks. Everybody's been talked to death about Winston and Mariota. Uh, enough of the X's and O's. I just want to know, who's your guy, Joe? Because cause during the season, during the college season, you, you, you seem to be on one guy's side. I seem to be on the other guy's side. And I think we're still there. So who do you take when Mariota went Oh, we're still there. We're there more than ever before. Wow. Uh, I, 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 I accept the notion that Jameis Winston is probably going to go number one overall. I mean, the mock, it's, it's going to happen. I understand that. I'm just saying if, if I were an NFL GM, personally, I'd feel more comfortable with Marcus Mariota. I, I think that Jameis Winston, the, the, the ever so, you know, knock on him is that, okay, he's perfect on the field. This is what we're getting. We're getting that he's perfect on the field, but he has these off-field issues. Jameis Winston is far from perfect on the field. Look, he's a fantastic prospect. He's a first-round prospect. Nobody's taking that away from him, but he's not perfect on the field. So you have to take both his off-field and on-field you know, into consideration. If we're basing it solely on the on-field, I'm probably giving Winston the slight minor edge. 
But because he does have those off-field issues with him, if I'm a GM, I feel comfortable with Marcus Mariota. That's just me. I think that some team is going to be very happy with Mariota wherever he gets taken. If it's two, if it's 20, if some team's going to be really happy with him. Personally, I, I would take him first. But Winston, if he can stay healthy off the field and he can, you know, get his life in order, which I think he will, I hope he will, then some team's probably going to be really happy with him too. So it depends. I'm just saying, you know, I'm a GM. I take Mariota. Yeah, it looks like it looks like you and me are standing on ground and we're staying on very far away from here. Which I'm glad. Because <laughs> I am 100% behind Winston. Um, I, I and and this for me, you, you know me. I, I I like looking at the psyche of people. I like judging people before knowing them. I'm just not a nice human being in that in that fashion. You know, <laughs> at least with Winston, the, the 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 cards are drawn. The cards are drawn face up with Winston. You you, you know you're getting a kid who's kind of volatile. Very emotional. The kid's a very emotional guy, but not for nothing. His teammates loved him. Like, there was nothing his teammates wouldn't do for him. You know, like, never once you heard them barking about the attention he's getting, the negativity. They all had his back 100%, which says something to me. Mariota, it's Mariota and Bryce Petty, you're, you, you're, you're, it's the only thing, the only thing that, 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 that pretty much separates them is that Mariota's stats go down his all-time great. In college, I mean, for me, it's the same guy. I, I mean, I, I, I see them with the spread offense, which is fun. You know me. I love betting on Oregon and Baylor the whole year. You know, I mean, that's why it seems kind of hypocritical, I think, this stands. Because during the whole year, I was pretty much betting on Oregon and Baylor. Because I loved it. I love the way their offense has moved. But stepping back away from it, I look at Mariota, Joe, and there's something off the field with Mariota that actually bothers me. And this, this might surprise you. When Mariota off the field, when he does interviews, when he's uh, any kind of like special or like like one of those six minute kind of interviews or documentary type of things they do, where they just look at his life or whatever, you know, he seems so awkward. He he doesn't like the attention, you know. And and the NFL today, you 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 gotta accept that role, you know. He seems like a guy who's gonna cower when when you really need him. Like he seems mentally weak. For me, like I don't like it. You, you put Mariota in a in a position like the New York Jets, he'll fall apart by in a month. Like I just don't think the kid is tough enough mentally to really do it. And I'm not saying you have to be a tough guy. I'm not saying you have to talk a lot of smack because you, you you got guys like the Michigan State quarterback Connor Cook, who's just a regular dude, but he accepts that role. It, it looks like he he doesn't like making eye contact in interviews. There's just, that's that pushes me way over the edge, and that's another reason why I don't like Mariota, Joe. Well, enter the Tennessee media market, because he's not going to get much there, because nobody's <laughs> watching Tennessee Titans football. Um, no, I, I, I agree with you. I think he's he's definitely shy with the media. I was watching him uh, the great Dan Patrick show uh, I guess a couple months ago in the Heisman run, and it just wasn't it wasn't normal. It wasn't smooth. It wasn't... I, I he's understand awkward. that. He's but, awkward. Yeah, and, but for me as a prospect, I, I can't really say in my scouting notes, man, that guy, he had an awkward interview. He's, he's getting, I, I mean, I understand what you're saying, absolutely, but at the same time, I just, I feel that is that really what's going to push a team over the edge, the interview? Hey, if I'm a team owner, I, I, I want to I know if I'm making you my franchise guy, you, you could take that. You could take that baton in a moment. You know, but, but regardless, we're, we're definitely going to get the Tennessee Titans before the show ends because they hold a big key to this draft regardless of what happens. 
Um, the other quarterbacks, though, in this draft, is there another quarterback in here? And like, are you interested in Brett Huntley? Are you interested in any other quarterback in this draft? Or do you think it's just a two-man race over here? I'm like mildly interested, I guess you could say, in Brett Hundley. I think that that's a, uh, that's a if, if, if Brett Hundley were a salsa, he'd be mild. Um, but other than that, man, I, 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 if, he, if he was a wing flavor, he'd be Chipotle. He wouldn't be hot. Yeah, it's, exactly, yeah. exactly. He wouldn't be the, the triple, you know. Yeah, no, he, he's definitely, definitely somewhere between sweet and sour and, and salt and vinegar, but. I tell you, I, I, I love I love Brett Hundley's upside. I think he has great upside. It's just can he climb that ladder to get to that upside is the problem that I have. I, I'm I don't know. I, I, no, the question, the answer really is no. There's no quarterback in this draft that I'm comfortable taking at all. I mean, after the fifth, before the fifth round, after the fifth round, just kind of take who you can get: Garrett Grayson, Bryce Petty, whoever you want to throw there. But no, after those two guys and and maybe Brett Hundley. No, I'm not comfortable with anybody. I think if Brett Hundley interviewed well, I think that some team will give him a shot. If he didn't interview well, I don't think you see another quarterback off the board until the fifth round. I really don't. Yeah, and I, I won't even get into Bryce Petty. I think Bryce Petty's just terrible. I, 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 you know what's I funny? agree. Bryce Petty, Bryce Petty has the attitude, though, that I wish I wish Marcus Mariota had. Bryce Petty's very confident. You know, he's smiling he all the he time. He wants, yeah, you know. He stands up tall. He commands attention in a room. You know, I very like Tebow that like. His game, yeah, he does. He's very Tebow-like. Ooh, congratulations, Tebow. You got yourself another job. But, you know, it's like <laughs> I don't like the way he plays. But uh, I'm glad you mentioned Garrett Grayson because that's somebody that people are like, oh, well, he's a sleeper. It comes out of the pro-style system. Honestly, for Garrett Grayson, for me, it was real cut and strive, Joe. I don't know how you viewed him, but when he went against some poor competition, he looked good when he played against good defenses. He didn't know what was going on. And that, for me, is just black and white. Well, I think you're re- everybody's reaching to find a quarterback this year. It's like, what can we salvage? It's like looking through a, a bucket of baseballs and saying, can we, is this good enough? Is this so, you know, it's just Garrett Grayson's the guy that everybody's trying to reach for, trying to like. But when you dissect his game, it's not terrible. I mean, Garrett Grayson's a very formidable quarterback, but – He's going to the NFL, and he's not great enough to say that he's that small school sleeper that you have to watch. He's not. I think we're grasping at straws once again. Is he worth the draft pick in the sixth, seventh round? Sure, why not? But you should never mm-hmm. expect him to start right away. And he certainly, if if, if if Brett Hundley has two more steps on that ladder, Garrett Grayson has five or six. I mean, you just, you're just you taking that much more of a risk the higher you take him. So, no, I don't think Garrett Grayson's the guy. I don't really think there's anybody. I used to think that Shane Carden from ECU was, but after dissecting those mechanics, uh, no way. It's just it's, it's not going to happen this year outside of Mariota and Winston. You can make the case in any other draft class for maybe this guy, maybe that guy. Outside of maybe Brett Hundley, I don't think you can do that at all. Yeah, Grace is another one. I, I, I actually, I think I'm the last person alive to read Sports Illustrated. And it was a Sports Illustrated yeah. interview with Garrett Grayson, and he he comes across as a very likable guy. Like he he was basically saying he wanted to be running back, you know, he wants to be a running back, and his father his father is the one who directed him to be quarterback because you know of the the, the, the poise it takes, the, the leadership, all this stuff. And then like he says something I'm like, also oh, quarterback get all the girls, you know. <laughs> so, so yeah, yeah. I, I, I got. I kind of like the fact you know he could joke around about stuff. He even took a shot at Bryce Eddy kind of. Because um, that, that, that something came up about uh, Bryce Petty. It was the first time ever he had a call of play in a huddle, and he was just like, "That's just ridiculous," you know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. So he's kind of he was kind of taking shots at Bryce Petty. I like that about him. I thought that was cool, but 
as a quarterback, I wouldn't want him anywhere near my team. All right, um, we got about 15 minutes left. Uh, there's possible scenarios all over the place, Joe. And Tampa Bay is going to hold it. You got to say at least 95% chance they're taking Winston. I, I, I think that Mariota thing was just Von Jaworski just bored one day watching film. I, I don't yep. know why that even became became something. But the Tennessee Titans, there is so much talk about the Tennessee Titans. The latest I'm hearing now is that the Browns want to move up to that two spot to get Mariota. Um, there's been talk of, of the Jets trying to trade up in there. There's talk of the Chargers trading them Phillip Rivers, you know, and, and there's also there's been talk since the middle of last year of the Bears trying to trade Jay Cutler to Tennessee as well. Uh, well. What do you think ultimately is going to happen with Tennessee? Do you think they draft Mariota, they draft somebody else, or they make a trade? Well, I said all along that I think Cleveland kind of holds the, you know, the best shot here at potentially moving up. I mean, they have the two first-rounders. They're pretty rich in draft picks. I think that Cleveland is the team. If somebody's going to move up, I would put my money on Cleveland. But at this point, Tennessee, like you said, they hold the key to this draft. Whatever they do, the rest follows. I think if they take a, a um, you know, a, a defensive end, let's say, they go Leonard Williams or they go Randy Gregory, then all of a sudden, people are knocking down the door on Jacksonville. Jacksonville is not going to trade away that number three pick. If Leonard Williams is still there, they're taking Leonard Williams. If if you have a guy that they really like, let's say they like Randy Gregory, they're taking Randy Gregory. I don't think Jacksonville moves back. I really don't. Unless they can get two first-round picks from a team like Cleveland, I think Jacksonville stays put. Then you have Oakland. Why would Oakland move back? They have plenty of options because if, if you have a – sure, they can move back, but – are they going to take an opportunity to not take Kevin White, to not take Amari Cooper, whoever that might be? So I think that if if Tennessee decides to go the Leonard Williams route, then all of a sudden you're looking at the Washington Redskins at five and saying, hello, what can happen with the Washington Redskins? Who knows what could happen? They could stay there and say, look, we're taking Marcus Mariota. I mean, why are we ruling that out? I mean, sure, they have RG3, but we've seen crazier things. Why wouldn't the Washington Redskins do that? And then – you have the trade possibilities where, here, here's two first-round picks. We're Cleveland. We want to move up a couple slots. We want Marcus Mariota. Or you say, I mean, anything can happen with the Redskins at five. So I think if Tennessee decides to not take Mariota, I personally don't think that Tennessee, uh, excuse me, Jacksonville and Oakland are going to move out. I think all of a sudden you're looking at Washington and saying, okay, here's a team that could really go anywhere, and, and maybe that's where the key to this draft is. But it certainly is is with Tennessee. Wherever they go, somebody else is going to go. I don't think they take a quarterback. I think they give Zach Mettenberger another year and, and wait for a little bit of a stronger 2016 quarterback class. So you think there's no possibility of that Phillip Rivers from the Chargers going to Tennessee? You think there's no possibility of that realistically happening? I love the storyline, and I think it could happen. Sure, it makes sense. When you when you lay it out and pick the best possible scenario, it makes sense. But you can do that with thousands of other trade opportunities in the NFL, and it would make sense. So I think at this point it's just it's, it's out there. It's a storyline. We'll see if it happens. I don't think it does. I think Tennessee wants to build. I think they want to build around Mettenberger, and anything can happen with that pick. But I personally think they stay put and they take a defensive player. Isn't that crazy how Philip Rivers – like, the San Diego Chargers probably thought, you know what, we got our guy for the next 12, 15 years, but, but now he's pretty much saying, if your plans are L.A., then count me out. Like, that's that's, right. that's crazy almost. You know, like, I, 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 I never would have thought that would have happened. You know, but and, – and I was I was talking to my friend about this. He goes, oh, you, you know, you're reaching. 
And 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 and. and and I, I know you personally. You're you're very strong in your faith or whatever. And so is Philip Rivers. He is so into his faith, and I mean, sure. the, the guy is like so into it. And I was saying, I was like, I, I was like, considering considering like how he is, he's very family oriented. He probably San Diego's a beautiful place, by the way. You know, right, I like right. Cali. Oh, I yeah. San Diego's beautiful. He probably has his family situated in a really nice church environment over there. His family's very comfortable, and to move to a city like L.A. It's like he's probably saying no. That's not for me, you know. Which is why I moved to Tennessee would make sense for him, and, you know, because yeah, it, and, it, it, you know, that, it, it I, has that feel for him. Well, right, and I think it's big that he's not a second or third year guy. He's coming. I mean, as odd as it sounds, he's coming towards the tail end here. So he kind of right, has right. that leverage to say, "Look, you know, I, I we're kind of we're a couple of years away here from possibly hanging it up." I don't want to make this drastic mm-hmm. change for my family of, of I, what does he have, five, six, seven kids. I mean, he's probably, you're right, he's probably pretty comfortable, pretty happy there. I think that for anybody at the tail end of their career, I think if you asked Tom Brady to move somewhere right now, he probably wouldn't do it. He's probably pretty comfortable where he is. I think Philip Rivers, kind of the same way. He's a very strong, uh, you know, willed guy. He, he knows what he wants to do. He, he makes his presence known and he makes his opinions known. And, I don't know. I think that you're definitely on the right track there. I, I totally agree with you. I think that he's probably pretty comfortable where he is, and a couple years away from possibly just staying there, I see no reason to believe why he wouldn't want to stay. Man, it's a tough move, man. And for Jacksonville, I, 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 some people think Jacksonville pretty much doesn't know what they're going to do, you know, <laughs> which which, which, right. which doesn't surprise anybody because the Jacksonville Jaguars. Because you, 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 you figure they want to go deep, and, but this is a team that, Whose offensive line is terrible? They, 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 and and last year they spent they spent two two second round picks on wide receivers and Lee and Robinson, who I think are, are nice pieces to build around with Bortles. But people are saying that they might go receiver or they might go with, with, with one of those defensive guys. Obviously, these are one of the teams, along with the Raiders, that you know are not going quarterback. You know, so like, where, where do you think the Jaguars should be headed? Should, should they go and stack more pieces around Bortles, or do you think they should go defense? Well, I think it depends on who's available. I think if Leonard Williams is there, absolutely, I think they need to pull the trigger. Um, then you have a situation where, okay, you know, maybe Fowler's their guy at three. I wouldn't argue against taking Fowler at three. I, I know you wouldn't. I wouldn't. I, I think that that's a guy that has to be in play. Uh, you have to look at Randy Gregory. Clearly, he has some issues off the field that maybe, maybe not, but you've got to look into him. So if they, if they looked into him, they're not quite sure. Take him off the list. Who do you have? I mean, who do you have as far as defensive players? For me, Fowler's that guy. So I think that mm-hmm. it could be Fowler or Williams. Um, you know, I, I'm finishing up the final mock draft next week, and I will probably have, you know, Leonard Williams at two and Fowler at three. I think Fowler makes a lot of sense. But they could say, hey, maybe we want to beef up this offense a little more. Let's take the, the Brandon Scherf kid, the Iowa offensive lineman, who's my top-rated offensive lineman. He can play guard or tackle. Let's just help Blake Bortles, and maybe we're reaching a pick or two, but I like Brandon Scherf a lot. I think he's a top-rated. I think a lot of other people are, are with that consensus. Maybe they go offensive line, so I'd mix it up a little bit. Because as we know, the draft, once it comes down to it, the draft is never cookie-cutter. There's always something that we don't expect. And if there's one thing that we don't expect, I think it's the Iowa offensive lineman, Brandon Scherf, being taken a little early. Yeah, it's, it, and and the, the the six and seven teams are two teams that are just a circus with them and Bell. There's the oh, yeah. New York Jets, the New York Jets and the Chicago Bears, and the Bears are pretty much just just 
you look at their roster, it's just awful. You know, it's just a bad roster. Um, they, they, they gave around a, a lot of one-year contracts, which means that they're not sold on these guys. They're just signed. Um, they're stalling a 3-4 defense. And there's so much going on with the Bears that you would just have to say throughout the whole draft, just take the best player available as long as it's not Shane Ray, like I can Shane Ray from Missouri. You know, as long as it's not Shane Ray, just take the best player available. The Jets, on the other hand, the Jets still have pieces on defense. They went and locked up their secondary, which they had a problem with last year. Um, and on offense, they still got an offensive line, running game, and a good stable of receivers. It's that quarterback spot with Geno Smith that still makes you kind of scared to, to go with this team. What do you think the Jets do, really, before the Bears? Did it, did, I think did, the Jets, do you think the Jets make a play to trade up for Mariota or something? Do you, do you think they'll make a play for that? Well, that's an interesting storyline. I've had that kind of Mariota through the Jets thing in my mock drafts previously, and I think that I wouldn't rule it out if he's there. Personally, I don't think he'll last that long. I think there are too many teams that know the Jets will probably take him if he is there, so or at least have a significant chance of taking him. So the Jets could go anywhere. They could go defensive line. They could go maybe offensive line. They could go in the trenches, try to build that up. But where are the Jets heading? I mean, who are the Jets right now? That's what I want to know. Who are the Jets? Because you can bring in these, these pieces all you want, but who are you as a football team? Who is Todd Bowles' first-year head coach? What's his football team? Who, who is the backbone? And maybe you have to start building the trenches a little more. So maybe you go with a guy on the edge like a, a, a Randy Gregory, or maybe you say, hey, if Brandon Sheriff's available, take him, the offensive lineman. So they could go anywhere. I don't see them really going anywhere outside of that kind of gritty position, the, the tackles, the, the ends. But anything could happen with them. They could be a team that trades back, stockpiles some picks, and and who knows if a team wants to leapfrog ahead of Chicago for whatever reason. Maybe they're a team that can candidate that can trade back, stockpile some picks, and get some good players. And what about my Chicago Bears? Yeah, I just put a big question mark next to them every time I, uh, I mock draft because I don't I don't know who the Bears are. I don't think the Bears know who the Bears are. I don't think the Bears fans know who the Bears I, I just it, It's so tricky right now because you're in such a limbo with so many positions. I mean, you have mm-hmm. these guys and you say, okay, is, is he going to play there? How is he going to work out? I think more than most in the NFL, the Bears are a big question mark. So where they start building, I think there are a couple obvious options, and, and you know, I mean, just as well as I do, I think they could – Beef up that defense. Absolutely, you need players on defense. But also, you you could look at the offense and say, well, you know, what do we do here? What do we do there? I think personally, I think the pick is defense. I I think the trade back may be in the works, I and mean, I don't know how you would feel about that. But if you're Chicago, why not get a couple extra picks? Because you might be in that Shane Ray, Vic Beasley range where you're not quite comfortable. Stop so it. Maybe you drop that. Maybe you drop back get a couple more picks and just go for value rather than trying to reach for a guy like Vic Beasley or Shane Ray at seven. Oh, Shane Ray. I, I, I can't do Shane Ray. I can't do Shane Ray. I can't. I'm not a fan I, either. I just can't do it. In that, in that top ten, absolutely not. Yeah, I mean, really, like, I don't like it. Uh, I, I think I'm actually going to put out a, a mock draft next week. I think it'll be my first time. I put out a Bears mock draft. For, uh, yeah, absolutely. I think I'm, I'm going to do a mock draft, too. I think it's going to probably go down as the worst mock draft link on Twitter. Well, I think I'm going to do it. Oh, There's so many of them. I tell you, so I, I read, I think I was reading a, a certain national media members the other day. I just sat there like, I mean, I, I don't proclaim to know more about football than them, but no, that's not happening. Like, it literally is not happening. I don't know. what this. It, it, it was so far-fetched that I think 
you know, that they did have Brett Hundley in the top ten. I'll just not put that out there. But not happening at all. Oof. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I mean, God bless these people. I mean, they're writing them. They care, you know. Yeah. As long as you care when you're doing it, you know. Sure. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> Good luck. Um. Anyway, we're coming close to the end of this show, Joe. I want to thank you for your time this week. Uh, hopefully, we can do this next week because I want to get I want to get some of your sleeper picks next week. Um. So hopefully, we could try to match up our schedules, see what's up next week as well. Tell everybody what you got going on and and when you when you plan on putting out your final mock. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Definitely try to get together next week. It was fun. Uh, a lot of sleeper picks for you, so excited about that. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Joe Weidra. You know where to find all that information. Uh, if you're in Myrtle Beach, you can pick up a copy of your local Myrtle Beach Herald today. Uh, no, but seriously, I appreciate the next mock draft coming out on Monday morning at NFLMocks.com. It'll be a lot of fun. Nice. It'll be the final one. I'm, I'm, I'm sticking till that mock draft probably until Tuesday morning, and then I'm just going to throw it all up in the air and say, I don't know what the heck I'm doing. <laughs> Can it just get here by now? So who knows, but I'm going to make a valiant attempt at uh, trying to make it somewhat uh, legible and valuable and whatever the word you want to put there. So, gee, I appreciate it, my friend. Thank you so much, and I'll hopefully talk to you next week. Yes, sir. Thank you, buddy. Sounds good. Have a good one, G. And I'm signing off. You can follow me on Twitter, Instagram, and the .com website, G-Stelio. That's G-E-E-S-T-E-L-I-O. Shout out to the NGSC Network. Um, catch me Friday with EJ, EJ Christian doing the Ernesty Speaking Radio Show from 4 to 6 Eastern Standard Time on the Happy Hour Network, which is syndicated on the NGSC Network. And I think next week me and EJ are doing our show on Thursday because EJ is coming down to New York one day or something on the first, so whatever. But appreciate you guys listening. Hope you enjoyed the draft talk, and we'll be back next week, probably talk a little bit of the NBA playoffs, the hockey playoffs, go Blackhawks. Guys kept me up to 2 o'clock in the morning with that triple overtime game. That was kind of ridiculous because I had to go to work at 5. And we'll bring Joe Reedra back to talk about some sleepers in the draft. So everybody else, have a great weekend, and bear with us. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.